Today's scripture reading comes to us from the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts Be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friday morning after the alarm went off, I was lying in bed contemplating the somber mood of the day. Yet I couldn't help listening to the birds singing in the early morning sunlight. It reminded me that spring is here. On the day in which we remember the arrest and torture that led to our Savior's death, it was a powerful reminder that out of death comes wonderful new life. Spring comes seemingly without much effort. 
One day the temperature magically warms up a little bit, and the next day new life happens. The bare trees suddenly have buds and leaves. The grass begins to turn from brown to green, and the early spring flowers start to bloom. For a few days at least, glancing out the window makes me feel as if all is right with the newness of the world. And then it happens. I get too busy to remember to look out the window for a couple of days. And when I do, everything has changed. Life is still happening. The flowers are still blooming, and the trees are fully leafed out. Yet there in the middle of the newly green grass are those plants that apparently grew two feet overnight. I'm sure these plants have a purpose somewhere, but in the middle of my backyard, they are just weeds. And by the time I actually take the time to do anything about them, the stems are about this big around and are like tree trunks. They're too big to pull, and mowing isn't a better option. And besides, these two de-weeding methods will, at best, only result in the regrowth of the weeds. Yet weed annihilation is required if I want a green lawn so they don't choke out the grass and compete for water and nutrients. The only option left is to pull, up, pull out the Roundup, spray what looks like water onto the unwanted foliage, and wait until the desired results, the dead weeds, are visible. Yes, spring brings new life, seemingly overnight. Yet as beautiful as it is, if we want the life of springtime to last, we have to work to get rid of the unwanted growth. Brothers and sisters, I think this is an awesome metaphor for our Easter faith. Just three days ago, we were steeped in the winter darkness of our faith. It was a somber day as we remembered how far into the grips of death Jesus was. In his final hours of life, Jesus faced an amount of stress and brutality that none of us could even imagine. We encountered him as, we str- as he struggled to carry his cross, his own torture device, up to a place called the skull. We winced as we heard the nails being driven into the flesh and bone of a human being. And we stood by and watched helplessly as he breathed his last breath and gave up his soul to death. We wept as our Lord was laid in a tomb, sealed with a stone weighing almost 3,000 pounds. His death was so complete that even the sun refused to shine that day. Yet here we are, three days later. Something literally has happened overnight. It became obvious that morning as Mary Magdalene and the others first approached the tomb. The tomb that had been sealed in death three days earlier 
was no longer sealed. The stone had been rolled away. The linen cloths that had covered Jesus' lifeless body were rolled up and off to the side. Two angels sat where his still form had been laid. And Jesus himself emerged out of the darkness of winter and into the light of springtime. Our Easter faith has bloomed anew. Jesus has risen victorious over death. And because of this, we have received new life, a new life that is unblemished and full of promise. The kingdom of God that Jesus had preached for the previous three years has been realized. No longer are the marginalized outcasts. Love has blossomed for all people to partake. No longer are the sinners condemned to death. The grass of hope is lush and green and is being offered for everybody's salvation. All is right with our spiritual world because Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Friends, our eternal spiritual springtime has come. Yet we cannot afford to allow ourselves to become too busy to look out the window every day. We must make a point to tend to our spiritual lawn on a daily basis. To do otherwise will allow the weeds of sin to choke out the grass. To neglect the small plant, the fleeting thought, a tiny white lie, or something else that we look on as inconsequential and mundane, will allow it to firmly set its roots within our souls. It will quickly become too large for us to excise on our own. And try as we might, we will not be able to pull the roots out of our beings. Any effort to do so may make our outward appearance better temporarily, but the roots are still there. Our sin will grow back without some sort of pesticide to wipe out our transgressions. 